0: And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. And hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's edition of the Whitfield Report Thursday edition for, uh, February twenty first, twenty nineteen, and I of course am your host, Sam Whitfield, recording from NGC Studios here in South Florida. I am not doing this live, uh, but as usual, I'm pre-recording the Thursday podcast, and I'm and I'm uh, doing video. Usually, the uh, Thursday edition is audio only, but today. Uh, is kind of a special occasion, and uh, so I'm doing a video to mark this. And what is that special occasion, ladies and gentlemen? Well, uh, thanks to some uh, new acquaintances and savages, uh, members of Sam Savages who I've encountered over the last month, uh, the Whitfield Report YouTube channel which you can uh, find at youtube.com forward slash the Whitfield report has now reached over 200 subscribers. And so this is for you guys watching. I want to thank you so very much for helping the channel get to over 200 subscribers in just a little over a month. And uh, I want to thank uh, our friends over at uh, revenge of the Sis radio, that podcast, uh, Royce and Merch for really helping me promote my, uh, content and helping me grow my, uh, YouTube channel. Regular listeners of the podcast and even some regular viewers of the YouTube streams will know that I originally, uh, started, uh, in the world of audio podcasting, and I'm kind of old school that way. Um... So transitioning to YouTube and well not really transitioning because I'm still doing audio podcasting as well. But um I should say upgrading to YouTube and really getting on that platform, it's it's been a a bit of an adjustment for me, I'll admit that readily. But uh you savages are uh frickin' wonderful, and I appreciate every one of you. So, uh, thanks for making, uh, you know, things for making this podcast even better, and whatnot. So, anyway, uh, contact info as usual. If you, uh, want to reach out to the show, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, some, at Sam W underscore NDC. uh, hashtag WhatFieldsReport. Also, hashtag, uh, Sam's Savages, too. Uh, Barry Haney, uh, or Critomy Timbers, as she's called on Twitter, has, uh, got that hashtag trending on Twitter, so I figure we might as well incorporate that and make that an actual thing. So, uh, be sure to use hashtag Sam Savage, Sam's uh, Savages as well. So, um, also you can follow me on Gab at Sam Whitfield. I am verified over there, oh, to be honest, folks. I don't really use Gab all that much, just because, you know, Gab is Gab, and it's kind of unfortunately been taken over by alt-right folks somewhat, Um, and yeah. Uh, TheSamWitField.com is my website, although uh, I need to update that, because I think my, uh, I don't even think I've posted since like early 2018. So, uh, that's going to get an update here this weekend for sure. And, uh, facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report, if you're on Facebook, uh, please like our page over there. And, uh, please, subscribe on, uh, Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review over there. That really helps us. And, uh, finally, in terms of housekeeping, if you would like to, uh, contribute to the show in one of in uh two in one of two ways or both, there are two options we have. Uh you can PayPal me for uh super chats, quote unquote, at PayPal.me forward slash Whitfield Pod. That's where you can make uh you know, one time donations. Or if you would be willing to uh support the show on a monthly basis, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report and uh click on the support this podcast uh button and uh donate one dollar a month, five dollars or ten dollars a month. Uh one of those three levels and I really appreciate that. Uh anchor is also where we host the auto podcast, so in addition to uh Apple Podcasts, you can also find links to the podcast. On other audio podcast platforms as well. So, uh, I would really appreciate it if you guys could all also, uh, subscribe to the audio podcast as well. That, that really helps me out alone. Uh, you know, even if you don't contribute to, uh, you know, kind of the, uh, anchor listener support or the PayPal, just subscribing to the, the, uh, podcast alone helps. Alright, folks, so, uh, in celebration of making it to 200 subscribers, many of you, I realize, are new to the program, so, uh, I'm going to briefly go over my, uh, origin story, kind of how I got started in podcasting, uh, I'm not gonna lay it out in full, Detail, But many of you are wondering, of course, since I've been covering the, uh, the Owen thing, many of you are wondering how I got involved with the whole Owen Benjamin slash, uh, DZ feud, and, uh, obviously I had Johnny Arcade, I mean, obviously I had, um, Carlos Danger on to discuss, uh, how that all went down. And, uh, so I will now discuss, uh, kind of my origin story as it were. So, uh, to begin, I suppose I should start off by saying that, uh, when I was growing up kind of in junior high, uh, you know, that age, middle school I guess they they call it now, I was always one of those kids who was interested in, uh, you know, politics and current events just because I was, uh, I was weird that way. You know, as many of you know, I, I, uh, I had, I, I have a physical disability, I am wheelchair-bound, I don't really let it, I don't really let it affect me that much. Uh, you know, it doesn't really, you know, determine how my life is going, it's, I consider it to be a minor, uh, a relatively minor inconvenience that I'm in a, in a wheelchair. But, um, you know, that aside, I, uh, I was a gamer when I was younger, and I still am to a certain extent. Not as much because of, uh, you know, this whole thing. I'm much more interested in podcasting and whatnot. But, you know, I was your average millennial growing up in, you know, the 2000s, I was a gamer, uh, you know, had to do the whole school thing. I, uh, I'm i also an Eagle Scout. Uh, you know, before that organization went to hell in a handbasket with the whole uh, transgender thing, and now girls being able to join the Boy Scouts and whatnot. Uh, I'll get into that again, maybe on a future podcast, who knows. But, um anyway, my favorite subject in school was, uh, politics in current events. so, I mean, I was, I was pretty attentive to, like, what was going on, and my, my parents, uh, were always, you know, watching the news or, uh, you know, talking about issues, and I won't I won't disclose what my parents' exact political ideologies, uh, are, but, uh, let's just say that, basically, a large part of why I'm podcasting is basically because, uh, one of my parents, uh, is a big, was a big talk radio listener, and, uh, I would always listen to talk radio with them when I was, uh, in the car growing up, so, uh, you know, now the other thing that's important to know about my parents is, uh, although one of them is, you know, more conservative than the other, uh, the one that listened to talk radio, um, would also listen to NPR and whatnot, and, uh, listen to, obviously, you know, some of the more liberal talk shows as well, but uh, that was more to listen to what the enemy had to say and, you know, doing enemy opposition research and whatnot. But uh, long story short, the first time I heard Rush Limbaugh, I was probably about, like, 10 or 11 years old, and uh, listening to Rush early on, like, the, the idea that you could talk into a microphone and, uh, you know, make money doing that and getting callers and, you know, sometimes uh, stirring up trouble and uh, annoying libtards as Rush has been, you know, so famous to do for 30 years now. That spoke to me immediately, and I was like, damn, I, I wanna do that. So, uh, just kind of on a whim, when I was, uh, 14, uh, I had gotten my first iPod, uh, I think it was an iPod Nano, and at that point, uh, Apple had just introduced kind of the, the, uh, the audio podcasting format. So, uh, kind of on a whim, I found a uh, a podcast host. I, I think it was Podbean, or uh, it was one of those er, real like really early free ones where you could uh, only upload like thirty minutes of audio content. But that's what I did, and uh, I uploaded a, just a podcast of me. I mean, I admit I was kind of spewing boomer, uh, you know, boomer esque talking points at that time but uh, you know hey I, I was I was literally still a kid at that point so uh, you know I started when I was 14 uh, kind of you know fooled around with it a bit uh, I I really decided I wanted to get into politics and current events when um, the the 2008 election rolled around and even though I was in eighth grade going into high school, all of my friends uh, seemed enamored by the fact that uh, we were going to have our first black president in Barack Obama. Now, I had read Barack Obama's uh, voting record as a junior senator from Illinois, and, uh, you know, that's to say that Obama really didn't have a, uh, a voting record. At all. You know, it, like, if you go, if you go back to his congressional record, well, they probably have them scrubbed by now. Uh, someone probably bleached those offline by now. But, uh, if you go back to, you know, Verily Obama, he was a, a flip-flopper. And so, me being the kind of the political nerd I was at a uh, very early age, I um, I looked at S voting record and I'm like, "Well, crap. There's nothing here. Do we roll on a guy who literally is just like a politician who hasn't really stood for anything?" And uh, you know, back in 2008, like millennial SJW cringe. ...wasn't really a thing yet, like... ...the term SJW or social justice, like... ...none of that was... ...around yet, this was... ...this was pre, like... ...meme internet culture, too... ...um... ...this is pre-culture war, and I I was... ...I was at the very beginning of it... ...like, I was at the prologue... ...but, uh, obviously I got the... ...oh, you're just... ...you're racist... ...because, uh, you don't want the first... ...black president to win... ...no... No no. No, that's not what I said at all. I just said I don't understand because just because uh you know I don't want Obama to win because he doesn't really have any solid policy positions and he has no idea what he's what he's doing. That's what I thought at the time. Um at least. So uh anyway, long story short, I got called a racist and, uh, you know, started doing more uh, research into the left's ideology and found, uh, you know, found pretty quickly that their whole thing was identity politics and, you know, being, uh, you know, just being total, uh, you know, faggots, basically. I mean, there's no other way to say it, really. Um, so, I started doing the podcast, and, uh, I gained a small following when I, when I was, uh, around the time I entered in high school. The other thing was, when I was in high school, I had started, uh, broadcasting the show on Blog Talk Radio, which, uh, some of you will remember what Blog Talk Radio is, it's that really cringy, uh internet radio service where you would literally call in with a, a phone with like a cell phone and uh, like broadcast a, a podcast and it it was like conference call level quality. Uh, my first show was called the Whitfield Analysis because I would analyze the news and politics of the day. So uh, I did that on Blog Talk Radio. I, I actually did that for about three years uh, three, almost four years, so I was on Blog Talk Radio for, like, a long time, from, like, 2009 to early, uh, 2012, so, you know, that's a pretty good, uh, you know, length of time over there. Then, uh, I hooked up with, uh, with a podcasting group of other kind of young conservatives, so to speak, called, Junior Factor Nation, and, uh, that was run by, uh, Caden Calgar, who, uh, yes, for those of you who are familiar with that whole internet meme, uh, Caden Calgar is, of course, the, the kid who said Obama was making kids gay, and, of course, he became an internet meme, and I was gonna, like, whoa, you know, like... He, he kept being obsessed with the whole gay thing and eventually it kind of brought down JFN a bit. So that lasted for about a year and a half. And then I kind of went, I started my own group called, uh, Next Gen Conservative, uh, Media. Hence we still have the logo, which is what you're seeing, uh, you know, down in the right corner. So, uh, NGC Media started and, um, we had a couple good shows there for a bit, and um, that happened my senior year of high school. Uh, then, once I graduated my senior year of high school, I moved from uh, Denver, Colorado, which is where I'm originally from, to uh, Florida, uh, and took a gap year in between high school and college and basically worked on the podcast, so, uh, I, I did that, NGC worked, worked out out pretty well, but eventually there were just too many egos, and, uh, you know, mine included, and we kind of all went our separate ways, so, I went solo for a bit, and, uh, continued doing the show, 26, uh, well, 2015 rolled around, and basically, I, uh, stated that from that no matter who the uh, Republican candidate was at the time I would support him or who or uh, her her no matter who it was because I had a feeling that Hillary Clinton uh, was going to run in 2016 and of course I was right I think we all kind of figured that was going to happen so um you know my My whole prognosis was, um, you know, whoever wins as a, uh, as a, whoever wins the Republican nomination, I will support, like, even if it was Jeb Bush, I would have voted for Jeb, uh, reluctantly, of course, but I would have voted for, um, Jeb if it, um, came down to him or Hillary but uh you know long story short I wasn't a trump guy at the at the beginning although I didn't like the fact that Trump was politically incorrect because uh you know I've always kind of considered myself a uh, a politically incorrect guy and you know let's face it when I when I started this whole thing like I said I was a rowdy teenager and uh you know teenage you know boys like to cause trouble and Growing up in the age of the internet, we were all kind of trolls, and, you know, Trump was the troll candidate, and he was just politically incorrect, so I really liked him, just that he was a straight talker, so, uh, when he did become the nominee, I, you know, I fully threw my support behind him, uh, unlike Joe Vivell, who, uh, you know, didn't come to the whole MAGA crowd until after the, uh, election, but, um... Yeah, so I, you know, continued doing the, the podcast in 2016. I changed the name to the, uh, from the Whitfield Analysis to the Whitfield Report just because, uh, A, typing in the Whitfield Analysis was really long for a podcast, uh, and then also some trolls on Twitter were also making, uh, jokes about, you know, what happens if you take the, you know, if you take the, uh, sis out of analysis? You get anal! Uh, you know, they, so they did that whole retarded thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, sh- shorten the show name to the Whitfield Report, and, uh, I kinda like it. So, um, I changed the name of the show, uh, continued doing it, found out about Own Benjamin, and the Unbearables, I can't remember exactly who told me about them. It it might have been one of them who had who had reached out to me actually. But uh long story short, in twenty eighteen I was uh I was in like March of twenty eighteen I was looking to of course continue building the show and I was looking for a group of uh networkers uh, kind of of like minded creative conservatives and uh you know i was told about the unbearables i i found i found out about owen through the uh the j r e podcast that third uh joe rogan experience podcast where uh kurt metzger basically talked over him through the for the entire time so that's how i discovered owen uh you know to be honest, I wasn't really a big fan of him comedically, like, uh, you know, I thought he was okay, but he wasn't, you know, great, but I kinda liked what he was doing with the whole, you know, anti-trans kids thing. That really spoke out to me. Um And um so I found the Unbearables long story short, and in the beginning, the Unbearables st- seemed to be a great, uh, network of, uh, you know, people who were doing, uh, creative stuff like art and design and podcasting and video production, uh, parody, songs, musicianship, in the case of Chuck Boris, and just late night streams, which was how the, I met the original DZ guys, and, uh, we clicked, we all clicked uh, Carlos Danger, uh, Cereal, all the, all those guys, Chuck, uh, Canna, John Neary, of course, John Neary was my first, uh, interview for the brief period of time I was with the Bears, and, uh, he was, God, that guy is funny, dude, uh, so long story short the every, you know, everything was going well with the Bears and then that roast battle with Nimr happened and uh you know, I didn't know that things were chaotic before then, but at least when I'd come into the Unbearables, things were pretty copacetic. And then the roast battle happened uh between Nimr and Niri, and everything went to shit uh, you know, three weeks after I joined and I mean, I was basically out of the Unbearables almost as fast as I came in. So, uh, and the rest is covered in that documentary of porcelains. So, uh, you know, that's kind of a long winded 25 minute explanation of, uh, who I am and where I come from. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, like, if I, uh, if I appear on you know, on ROTC or on, uh, Nightwaves, uh, Showwave edition one of these days, uh, maybe Mersh can ask me some more specific, specific questions, but, uh, you know, that's all I've got for you about my background for, uh, right now. Um, so, the reason I bring up my background, though, is, you know, I've been doing this since, uh... 2008, which is actually a a long time, and granted, I haven't got, I haven't gotten like really big until this year, but, uh, I've watched plenty of young conservatives, like, get in the limelight immediately, and then just, you know, fade out, like, you know, Charlie Kirk, uh, for one, and then, uh, you know, Benji Back, who who, uh, became, like, a never-Trumper, like, I've witnessed all these young conservatives, quote-unquote, like, kind of surpass me and get to the spotlight, and then they've immediately faded out, and, uh, you know, I'm not bragging here, but even though I'm not super popular, I've stuck around and kind of built a small audience of, uh, people who intimately like this program, I think, and, uh, I'm happy to have all the new people aboard as well. So anyway, uh, apologies, so apologies for kind of my ranty, uh, origin story. If I don't have a guest or a, uh, or, like, a particular news item in front of me, I tend to go kind of on that style it. So, uh, you know, excuse me, but I hope you, uh, I have that kind of filled in the, the gap for you as to who I am. So, um, oh, and I've been lo- I've been at this longer than uh, Owen Benjamin has in terms of uh, political commentary, which is why I wanted to uh, kind of explain my background a bit. Because yes, unbearables, believe it or not, I do have more experience in uh, podcasting and interviews than Owen does. Just by my sheer body of work. I've been at this longer. Now, uh. There are a couple new clips from, uh. There are a couple new clips of Owen I want to play for you guys. That, uh, I want to go over. Because, uh. Obviously the whole save George thing. Uh, you know. As we all know. Owen Benjamin has been hitting his dog. But, uh. I've suspected for a long time that he, uh, may or I mean, I can't confirm this, but, uh, it seems to me like he's kind of getting hostile towards Amy. And, uh, maybe not physically, but, uh, he's definitely even admitted to, uh, some emotional abuse of Amy, it seems like. So, uh, this was pretty astounding. Someone sent this to me. And, uh, it was a big wow moment for me. So, uh, this is Owen Benjamin talking about how he, uh, fights with Amy from time to time. But that it's completely, uh, natural and no problem whatsoever. Cut number one, go.
1: And I'll yell in front of people. Even if it fucking is bad for me. Like if people are like, what's up with him yelling at a woman? I'm like, I treat her just as good at home. I don't change. If I feel like yelling or if I feel like being sweet, it's like I am i don't have that thing that's like, don't do it in this environment. It's like, no, this is my fucking jurisdiction. In the future,
0: I... Okay, so that right there is very telling. Obviously, those of us who have been... uh you know, entrapped in the whole unbearable saga slash train wreck. Like uh Carlos Danger and the other guy and uh the the D Z we all know that Owen has no filter. Anyone who's been banned by Owen knows that he has no filter whatsoever. Uh this is very problematic because uh you know not to use a leftist buzzword but but it is problem- problematic because uh you know when you when you're trying to build an audience and particularly when you're trying to get into the conservative media sphere uh you know even if you're a free speech guy like you do kind of want to read your audience a bit dude and uh you know, read the situation, and clearly, he's he's just he's just admitted he has no filter, um, and he's terrible at that. So, very uh, very revealing that he's admitting that now.
1: Get my chaos space. You get your fucking retard space where everything has a label. Like I'm not gonna do it in the bedroom or the future. I get my chaos space. If I feel like being sweet, it's like I'm, I don't have that thing that's like, don't do it in this environment. It's like, no! This is my fucking jurisdiction! In the future, I get my chaos space. You get your fucking retard space where everything has a label. Like, I'm not gonna do it in the bedroom
0: or. So he's calling his wife's. Uh you know, part of the house in their, uh, you know, in their domestic living quarters together. Uh, he's calling Amy's space, which is basically the whole entire house, the retard space. You know, because women like to, uh, you know, organize stuff and whatnot, I guess. Which, uh, you know, Owen, aren't you the, uh, the person who are. Who's always preaching about, you know, traditional marriage roles? Like, why is that bad that your wife wants to, uh, organize things and make things nice and make a nice home? That's a retard space, Owen? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, that's evidence enough there that they're having marital problems in my mind. But, um... Kitchen or the living
1: room, because that's her domain. But in the fucking garage, and in the land, if I'm just, like, hitting the ground, that's my decision. Or else I'm fucking, I'll lose my mind. It's like, why?
0: So he admits that he also has, like, an anger problem where he needs to take his aggression out on something, or else he'll lose his mind. Again, folks, is this the guy we want in the conservative movement to represent us? Someone who is this hot headed uh and who makes you know split second decisions based on which you know on how he's feeling in that moment probably not a good idea that's how we get you know that's that's how we get things like uh you know anthony cumiya um that's how we get Gavin McGinnis, that is worst. And, uh, you know, maybe to a, to an even, maybe to a lesser extent, certain Stephen Crowder, too. Uh, and that's also how the left acts too. on. They just act on impulse. So, uh, you know, again, is this the, uh, is this the conservative hero that we, uh, that we want to prop up? I think not. But uh, continuing on.
1: Wheelbarrow upside down. I'm like, because I want it. I want it that way. And don't get me wrong. I at that point might be like, maybe I should turn the wheelbarrow around. She has a right to fucking. We all fight about nothing. Like today, I was like at one point when she was like, well, I just feel like no one. No one can turn around in our fucking driveway. I'm like, Amy, this is the biggest driveway I've ever owned in my life. I'm a 38 year old man. What fucking tractor-trailer do you think needs to turn around here? And she was like, well, I just think we... I I literally just started going, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. I'm like, time is passing.
0: What a douche to say that to your uh, own wife, Uh, Owen. You know, like, I'm not married. I don't even have a girlfriend uh, at the moment. But, uh... You know, even at even at 24, I uh, I've been in enough relationships, good and bad, and uh, you know, after my uh, parents watching them get divorced, I realized that when you when you say stuff like uh, you know, TikTok TikTok, you're wasting time, especially if it's like a man in a relationship to a woman. Uh, at that point, you're probably gonna get slapped her, you're gonna get your ass beat, dude, and, uh, no one's gonna blame her for doing it, too. Also, the fact that you're, uh, airing your dirty laundry out to 3,000-plus people on a stream, yeah, that's real, that's real good stuff, Owen, it really is. Why Bay. <sighs>
1: You want me to do, and I'll do it. And she's like, Don't yell. And I'm like, I don't have another voice.
0: And uh, there you go, folks. So he's basically just admitted in that entire clip that he has anger problems, he has no concept of uh, self control. Or even self-awareness. Whatsoever. And, uh, you know. He thinks his wife's space in the house is, you know, retarded. Basically. That's, uh. That's really nice, Owen. That's great. Uh. But, you know, by all means, folks. He keeps saying his, you know, marriage to Amy is awesome. It totally sounds like it. Uh, last night, I was, uh, sent another clip that was, uh, even more incredulous, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Owen is now blaming Joey Diaz and Joe Rogan for his spiral into madness. See, this is the other thing. Owen knows that between his whole moon landing stuff and blaming the, uh blaming Carlos and the other guy for poisoning his kids and uh everything else. He uh he knows that he's up shit's creek. He knows that his career is on the rocks. Like he's finally having to come comes to he's finally having to come to terms with the fact that yeah, he might be crazy. Okay? But what is he doing instead of uh admitting that he's crazy and uh taking some responsibility? Oh, I'll blame it on uh Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz. I kid you not. This is what he did on a stream yesterday. Take a uh, look, ladies and gentlemen. Clip number two. Let's roll the tape.
1: He said that I got, like, schizophrenia from an edible that Joey Diaz gave me. Can you imagine being that retarded? Like, I would never do this because I fucking think that's, all that shit's dumb. But you understand that he promotes weed for, like, every episode. It's like, weed is the health. Weed is being held down by Big Pharma. Like,
0: He's talking about, I, I assume he's talking about Rogan here. Uh, that's what it sounds like. He's talking about Joe Rogan here.
1: There's no age when you shouldn't just start pounding weed. And then he said that one edible that, that those guys gave me made me ruin my life, and I went insane. He said that publicly. Does he not understand he can be sued
0: for that? Okay. Uh, Joe said that as a joke. I, I believe on one of his podcasts. Like this is the other thing I owe it is for for uh for a quote unquote comedian with a hundred and forty-seven IQ, uh, that he claims and no, seriously folks, uh I'm not making that up. This guy, again, thinks he has a one forty seven IQ. He does not understand sarcasm or tone or humor at all. Or he does, and he's just playing this to his, uh, retarded audience of bears. Uh, either way, he's, uh, you know, he's making them out of a molehill hill. Out of a, uh, molehill here.
1: That he was promoting poison? Like, what if... It didn't. It didn't. I- I'm saying that, like, don't even think there's a chance. Don't make... Cl- Make clips. I don't give a fuck. I'm not crazy. It didn't affect my mind. It didn't make me schizophrenic. That's laughably stupid. But imagine if I played that. Like, imagine if I was a deceptive person. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that edible, the the edible you gave me made me ruin my life. It's time for uh, a lawsuit. And then you can do a class. You can get every fucking parent who had a kid who listened to Rogan did weed and it triggered their fucking bipolar nature because they were too young. Like that's so dangerous to say that shit to be like a weed, like evangelical weed guy and be like, weed solves everything. I mean, you just put your weed on your boner, you know, weed, you know, smoking weed. And then you would, you say publicly that weed made me lose everything. Does he not understand how like liable that is? I
0: wouldn't kind of like uh how you were saying a few weeks uh, about a month or so ago that uh you know two guys poisoned your uh you know kid with uh gummies and how you know uh, you mean that type of liable or oh you are talking a different type of stuff I see uh continue on, Owen, continue on
1: do that because that's wizard deception and I I would never sue anyone ever that just sounds that sounds I just hate that whole system it's all Jews
0: anyway what okay so you know this is the other thing he does is he he does this whole anti-semitic bit and, uh, maybe he is truly anti-Semitic, I'm starting to believe that, actually. Um, but, I, I think maybe it started as him just trying to be, like, an edgelord or something, and now he's, uh, he's actually become an anti-Semite, full-blown. But, um, yeah.
1: How does he not know how how dangerous that is to say that to be like I we poisoned him I was you know in Hollywood I made thirty thousand a week when I was on a TV show Do you understand the damages You could be like I trusted Joe He said that it was good and it's ruined my life
0: Okay I'm gonna go back and uh, replay a portion of this clip for you because uh, I want you to hear this So he essentially says that. Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz poisoned him, but then he says, "I would never allege that. I would never actually say that, but I could, and it would damage them." So you know, now he's now he's getting too uh, big for his britches, and he thinks he can uh, you know pull one over on Rogan and Diaz. Uh, so I guess Joey Diaz and Joe Rogan are DZ officially now, ladies and gentlemen.
1: And then you would, you say publicly that we'd made me lose everything. Does he not understand how like liable that is? I would never do that because that's wizard deception. And I, I would never mm-hmm. sue anyone ever. That just sounds, it sounds, I just hate that whole system. It's all Jews anyway. But um, how does he not know how how dangerous that is to say that, to be like, I, we poisoned him. I was you know, in Hollywood, I made 30,000 a week when I was on a TV show. Do you understand the damages? You could be like, I trusted Joe. He said that it was good and it's ruined my life. It's poison. It, it.
0: So, uh, yeah. So he's essentially you know, alleging that Joey Diaz and poisoned him um on stream, and then he's saying, But I won't actually allege that and I won't sue because that's too Jewy, okay? So, uh, you know, that's his prerogative. Now, let me uh let me actually play for you a, a clip from Joey Diaz's channel. Uh, Joey Diaz actually put up footage of the whole Owen Benjamin, uh, you know, getting high off a weed star uh, uh, gummy a few months ago. And uh, you know, yeah, clearly, clearly Uncle Joey wanted to poison uh, Big, bad Owen Benjamin. Here. Clearly, that was the intent, folks. Okay, yeah, clearly that was, clearly that was the, uh, intention, so, eh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay, I guess, I guess I forgot to load the, uh, the clip real quick, so, uh, let me go ahead and do that. Okay, uh. So, yeah, clearly uh clearly as you as you'll see from this clip, clearly Uncle Joey uh int- intended to poison Owen. So, here is uh here is Joey Diaz poisoning Owen Benjamin uh with a gummy weed star on his podcast uh live. And uh I'll narrate the text for those of you who are listening to this on the audio podcast, okay? So, uh, here is, uh, Alan Benjamin getting poisoned, quote unquote, on, uh, Joey Diaz's The Church of What's Happening podcast. Cut number one. Uh, let's roll the tape. The Church of What's Happening Now. Monday. The podcast that changed uh, Owen Benjamin's life. The Church of What's Happening Now, number three seventy-eight, March 9th, 2016. Wow, so this is a this is a few years old. The day the devil was buried at sea and
2: fucked in the ass and lit on fire and dropped off at Cosby's house. Oh shit. Owen Benjamin. What's up? Lee Uncle Joey. Get those shoes on, bitches. Oh, shit. Pump out those moves, cocksuckers. What? 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 What's the story, Lisa? I'm doing good. Oh, my God. These stars are kicking in fast. Yeah, yeah. We're not fucking around. I've been (laughs) fermenting these. You know what I'm saying? These have been sitting in the dark. Owen Benjamin, what's happening? Just uh, the stars are kicking in pretty hard. Fuck yeah. And I wouldn't even let you eat the second one because I know these things smack people around really hard.
0: Everything was fine at first That's the uh, caption on the video Okay, and I, I want to point out To what Joey just said That he wouldn't even let Owen take the uh, the first You know, the, the He only let He only let Owen take like part of the first one Because, uh, you know I think he knew that Owen could go off the deep end I don't think he knew how far off the deep end Owen would go Though, so Anyway, let's continue. I've done comedy now since
1: college, so I was always uh traveling, so I never really looked forward to more. It's almost like our job is people's party. So it's like you don't live in the frat house, you know, you kinda of just kinda of go
2: Owen oh, Benjamin just gave me a look that I recognize. <laughs> it's a look that's telling me <laughs> what's
1: that oh i'm crazy
2: high yeah it's it's hitting you isn't yeah it? yeah i'm sorry
1: bro. no but it's cool like I all your water. story you want more like water because you're such a descriptive talker that everything you're saying i'm like literally seeing in my head it's really it's fun
2: you're oh, well, feeling fun all right? yeah to i'm just gonna get some air yeah no nah, I'm, I'm 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 fucking crazy high though okay you this want me is, to you want more?
0: so keep so and Keep in mind, folks, that, like, this is the Owen, not the high Owen, but this is the type of Owen that, like, when when I first joined the Unbearables, Owen was kind of like this guy where he was, you know, chilled out, kind of a nice guy, uh, you know, down to talk to people, really friendly-seeming and whatnot, and, uh, you know... He wasn't the screaming madman uh, in the clips that I played earlier tonight. That's for sure. He's definitely changed a lot, and not for the best. Water?
2: Yeah, Okay, nice. so let's do some water. Yeah. Fuck. I told you, you want to eat too. I saved you because hey, I like that. His voice changed a little bit, and I know...
0: So, like I just mentioned, uh, you know, Joey kept him from eating two gummies, because he knew that, uh, Owen might go a little whack here.
2: He's isn't a lot more. Tremendous. Yeah, those things are strong, Owen. Yeah, you just oh, relax. Man. This is the devil here tonight. Yeah, I can be like fucking function. Oh, yeah. No, no. This a, <laughs> I wanna be around. This is it, baby. what's the fucking light? Pick life? up the pieces and life when somebody breaks your heart Some somebody I hope
0: YouTube doesn't strike me for this. Uh, how, how can you handle six times? Because we're in
2: training Owen Benjamin. <laughs> when Benjamin coming back, he's coming back. He's making a comeback.
0: So Owen's laughing at this uh, entire thing with the uh, stars, too. Like, he's not... Like he's not freaking out. He's laughing at this uh, entire thing. Like he's having a good time. That's all that's going on.
2: Like Jerry Lewis.
0: <laughs>
2: this is good shit. These stars are the stars of death, though, Benjamin. <laughs> you want to take a walk? You all right? Yeah, no, I'm going Get some air right there. Get some air <laughs> on the back one, and take your water with you, just in case you fucking uh, you know you want to dehydrate a little bit. You'll be all right this happens this day I had to do a thousand things little stupid <laughs> <Is> he, <leaving? laughs> he abandoned shit this is the real deal of church you know as a matter of fact give me the bag I'm going to eat another one out of respect for this poor kid okay what do you think I'm not eating it alone nah, No, my not. partner in crime I, I in crime. figured I was involved in this <laughs> Out of respect for you people. You know I love you all my heart. I hope you have a good week. I'm eating this star on a fucking solo tip just to let you know we ain't fucking around no more. Take it or fucking leave it. I ain't got time for this shit no more. Your attitude should be like my attitude. It's over. We're taking over this bitch. Right or wrong, cocksucker. I really think Owen Benjamin abandoned shit. <laughs> <laughs> he is the first guest that has ever abandoned he ship. He you think? I, I don't know. I think he's out there. I can see it. There was one point where I could see his eyes just go,
0: "Mm." Thank God he said no on the second one. Yeah,
2: he would have been dead. I want to thank Owen Benjamin. These stars are fucking...
0: So I guess that's Owen's, uh, you know, that is because... uh, Because Joey was joking out, you know, how, yeah, Owen, Owen would be dead again, Owen. Joey didn't mean that literally. Like, you know, you mean... Like, it's a figure of speech. You would be dead as in, like, super fucking high. Okay? That's all that... That's all that means. And, uh... But, yeah. Uncle Joey decided to poison the, uh... You know... Big bad Owen Benjamin. Yeah, right. Ladies and gentlemen. Alright. Anywho, uh... Well... You know, we're not quite quite an hour... But we're at 53 minutes. And, uh... We went a little long for... The Thursday uh, edition of the show we usually uh, only keep that to forty-five minutes, so we went a little over today for the Thursday podcast. But again, uh, this was a special uh, two-hundred subscriber for YouTube podcast. So again, uh, thank you all who subscribed on YouTube. Thank you, thank you to all of you who who, who have also subscribed. And uh downloaded the audio podcast as well. That helps me tremendously. I really appreciate it. Uh so and I again I want to thank Merce and uh, Royce and the ROTC family for really helping me get this thing off the ground. Thanks to uh the danger zone guys, my uh the D Z fam uh who have helped me too. Uh Oh, and speaking of uh, DZ, my main man, Chuck Boris, is going to be back on the podcast for uh, his third appearance on the show. We're going to be talking uh, on Saturday, and uh, we're going to be talking all things uh, DZ. Uh, m- more guests wanted to know about the details of how he went after Eric Nimmer. He's the man who, uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, did investigative journalism, and, you know, did his due diligence, and exposed Eric Nimmer for the valor-stilling, uh, piece of crap that he is, Chuck's a, a hero in, you know, some respects, maybe not in the, uh, same respect as, like, a military hero, obviously, but, uh, you know, he did his civic duty by exposing this, uh, piece of trash, so, Uh, we greatly, we greatly appreciate him for that, and, you know, Chuck's just the right guy, so I always love having him on. Uh, anyway, so I'll have him on the podcast on, uh, Saturday night, day night, 8pm live, youtube.com forward slash Whitfield Report, and, uh, in fact, after I wrap up this podcast, I'm going to schedule the, uh, event. But, uh, anyway... Folks, I want to thank you so very much for coming on the show and uh, watching in the past, present, future hour if you're watching on YouTube. Be sure to hit that like button and uh, leave a nice comment if you enjoy the show and share this video with your friends. If you're listening on the audio podcast, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a nice uh, rating and review on on, uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Or wherever you're all listening, it really helps, uh, this podcast grow and, uh, spread the word. Also, uh, as I mentioned before, paypal.me forward slash pod is where you can, uh, contribute to the show for via, uh, paypal. Also, uh, anchor.fm forward slash to subscribe to the audio podcast and to, uh, become a monthly supporter of the podcast as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for joining, and from all of us here at NGC Media, have a good night, God bless, and God save this great nation. I'll see you Saturday evening, folks, with uh, Chuck Boris. Until then, God bless, and God save this great nation.